Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Hey, Trevor, welcome back. It's another Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, another Tuesday, a little bit earlier than normal, but it's a Tuesday as is. <laughs> Excellent. So, wow. So we, we've we've managed to get together to actually do our fourth one of these, I think this is. So we're actually getting on a bit of a roll now. So we're up to, up to almost 100 listeners now. So I would say to people listening, hit the subscribe button, then you'll get notified when we do a new one of these. But um, thank you to everyone for listening so far. We seem to be getting a bit of a following. Yeah, yeah, I... Uh that's the important thing, but no, it's more important that we just have a chat about these things. I learn so much from it myself and it gets my mind thinking about various things and then um, gets those, those, those juices flowing. Really, it's the, the objective of it all, isn't it? It, it is. It is. And also uh, the thing I like about this is we can sit down and without any pressure talk about various bits of technology, unpack a bit of our understanding and hopefully we learn something and, and everybody else does at the same time. Yep. <laughs> well, I do. No, I'm more than you, but that's all right. <laughs> I, I, I think I do too. But anyway, um, so today's topic, and um, we mentioned this last week, is CRM, Customer Relationship Management. So before I go into the definition, because I've been researching this all week, what do you think customer relationship management is and what do you think it should be, Trev? If, if you're thinking of an accounting firm, um, the accounting firm, it's a, you know, like it really, I think the, the original base was it was a database. It was a place to store your notes and comments and so forth like that, that, that picked it up. But I think it needs to go beyond that. There's got to be the ability to communicate with your clients easily, nurture your clients and so forth as well. There's, there's, it's got to be a central point to do it. But I look at it, it it's also a place that you invoice your clients from. Um, you know, it, it just seems to go beyond, sometimes goes beyond what I would think the definition would be. Uh, it seems to encompass pretty much anything you want to deal, do with your client, really, or your customer. Yeah, so I, I kind of agree with that. So I spent the, the week trying to find a definitive and objective definition of what CRM is. And surprise, surprise, every technology vendor in the world says CRM is exactly what we do with this expensive product you can buy. <laughs> and and nobody really talks about what it is and what you need. So so my view is, and, and this is probably probably twisted a bit by, by systems I'd use is at its core, I think CRM is about managing the life cycle of your relationship with your customers. So from the very first time you find out about them all the way through to when they finally exit or, or hopefully not or, or terminate using your services. And, and, and I think they need to be a place for every interaction. So it's probably worth it does anyway before i go on does that make sense as a definition that we can work with it makes it yeah it does it, it you know like so you're saying you're coming from the lead first time you meet with them you're gathering their information right through to i suppose invoice and the, you start invoicing them and then working with the customers is that i i think that's what you're saying but I, again I, it's so confusing <laughs> it, it is so so um, and and it was i had some, some fascinating things as i was reading through it i was trying to work out you know there's there's a view on on one of the major crm platforms website that 
every organization needs a CRM. And I, I was thinking through it. And I, was, I was going through organizations in my head and going, who needs a CRM and who doesn't? And I kind of went, well, if you're a really boutique services organization with, with five clients, you probably don't need a CRM, right? You probably know your clients deeply and intimately. And then I went to the other degree. I went, if you're someone like the railways, you don't need a CRM either because you don't have a relationship with your clients. So let's, let's start with who do we think actually needs a system to track, understand, and manage clients from, and let's use a, a dodgy IT term, from cradle to grave. <laughs> cradle to grave. Um, it, well, really, it comes down to anybody who needs to have a relationship or manage a relationship with someone, but they've, as you said, they've, they've got a, a lot of clients and they want to, you know, one-to-many relationships really, isn't it? It's the, the ability to store and track that information so you've got that available. And when uh, we were talking about, like, about it last week and, you know, we were talking about that, that situation of, you know, you want to have that information when you're talking to your customers to make them, well, at least feel like you know everything about them, to, to know about their birthdays, to know about their what their kids are doing so you can gather that information. But it's more important that you've got, you've got all their information, their address details and, and so forth like that right as well so that you can communicate via email, mail, and whatever you need to do. So, so that's interesting because you, you kind of use the words want and need interchangeably mm. there. And, <laughs> and that, that's one of the things I find with, and, and I'm going to use the term with, with the ultimate respect, um, the naive technology buyer. So somebody who doesn't buy technology for large enterprises for a living, I call a naive technology buyer. Um, when we talk about technology in, in large enterprise, we talk about the business needs, um, the things you actually need. Um, I find as you get smaller and smaller businesses and it becomes a little bit more emotional, you get into the world of wants um, and aspirational buying of technology. And we also see a lot of buying what people feel might be the silver bullet for a problem they poorly defined, you know, if I just buy this piece of technology, everything will be better. Do you, does that resonate? Yeah. People go in and they, they, well, they get told that they get told we're going to have all of these things, but they don't realize that a CRM requires just so much management. It does require maintenance and management um, to be able to provide what you need to do. Uh, that That's where I think the issue is you can go and spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on, you know, uh, Salesforce or something like that, but it's not going to provide everything that you, unless you look after it. Um, and then you've got to value, you've got to work out that value proposition of that, of spending that, investing that much money into it. What's it actually doing for you? Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good point. One of the things that I learned as well was when you get a CRM system or a platform out of the box, so to speak, it does a few things but it really doesn't fit your business because one of the things I found is every business in the way they deal with customers and everything else is unique, right? They're all they're all pretty different in the way they want to do things. And by goodness, they don't want to change how they do things to make a software system run better, right? Yeah, well, that's the, the uniqueness is their value. That's what they're that's why where their business is evolved on. That's how they got their customers is because of how they have their, 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 their unique relationship with their client and everybody's going to be different. Otherwise, you know, well, I suppose if you looked at every accounting firm, if everybody went out there and said, well, you know, we all deal with our clients exactly the same, then anybody would say, oh, well, it doesn't matter which accounting firm I use. I can deal with them in exactly the same. 
you know, it doesn't make any difference. So that is the unique thing. And that's where if you get with our business owners, they're going to want to have that CRM match exactly how they currently or how they've acquired their current clients. Wow. So, so that, that might get expensive, right? Yeah. So, so, I, I, so, so my view around it is that there's two ways of, of doing this. So, so let me kind of flip it on its head just to make it better. Firstly, I would recommend if you're in a small and medium business and you want a CRM and you want to adopt it, it's probably worth going and getting yourself certified on that CRM so you can adapt and modify it to your needs. I think the worst thing you could probably do is go and outsource that to a, a professional organization because, A, they're going to struggle to understand your business and your customers and what you do, and, B, they're going to charge you an arm and a leg, aren't they? Well, when you say cert, well, I, I know what you mean by certified and so forth like that, but you're, you're right. You, you want to be able to modify and customize that product yourself. Um, and, and you really want to understand that product intimately. And, you know, I'm currently reviewing, you know, a CRM for one of my businesses at the moment and trying to integrate that into an accounting firm. And it is, you know, everybody, I'm interviewing people and everybody's got a different concept of what they want. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I can achieve it. I really don't believe I can achieve what I want to achieve. If I, you know, I, I talk to one person, they want to know, they want all the ATO information. And they want to know all the ATO lodgements and they want to, on, on every single client, they want to know when um, they've got any lodgements due, when they've got any payments due, when they've got all this information that we've got to get out of the tax office really to, to get it unique for that particular customer. And then how do you modify it? How do you update it? How does it maintain those sort of things? So that, that's one person I've spoken to. Another person, they focus more on the sales and the pipe. They want to go out there and ca- gather information about their, the new potential customers coming in the door um, and, and have particular reporting around what they're doing. Others want to focus it around workflow because they want to have, they want to know when they've got to do work um, for the client and when it, and, and build in capacity planning around that workflow for that particular client. And to me, they sound like almost three different applications. Yeah, they, they kind of do. So, so let's, um, I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Mm. All of those requests seem to be putting together an awful lot of data. So, so let me, let me ask a question. What's the average value of one of those clients? In most businesses, some are around two and a half thousand dollars. So, so that's, that's a revenue. Yeah. Value. And, Two and a half years average annual re- annual revenue. So, so average annual revenue of a, of, a, of a couple of thousand dollars. Well, you really need to think about how much does it cost you to get that data and what's the value from it. It may yeah. be something you want to be able to see a single screen with all the OCO data, but what's the cost of getting that to that point? And is that actually going to give you any value? And is your customer ever going to phone up and say, when was the, over the last five years, what dates did I lodge on? Or are they going to go, is my lodgement up to date? Or are they even going to go, I just got this letter from the ATO, fix it, please. Yeah. 
but what they do is, you know, this particular person's been getting, um, I don't know if you know what, a, a, there's a section 293 notice. So what's happened in this, the, the government now are taxing superannuation funds if your income's over a certain level. And the way that they're taxing them and the way that they're communicating with the client is a new way. They're using this, they're using the um, MyGov account to communicate with the customer. So they're almost taking the agent out of the equation. So this particular person has been getting quite a few phone calls with upset clients because they weren't aware that they were going to get a 293 notice. Right. right. So, uh, so, so then there is, a, there is a value there. Yeah. Is that a value that, because think about the strategy, and this can probably apply to everything. If you do that work to get that data there, is that going to help you make more money? Is it going to help you save money? And I don't think it's either of those two. You're actually telling me it's a defensive strategy, so you're just going to be able to retain that revenue. I, I don't even think of that. It's more about customer satisfaction, you know. The, and and for such a and that's the problem. It's the person talking to you is dealing with the, the issue that's happening today. They're not thinking. They're going. I got yelled at yesterday, so I want a CRM that stops me getting yelled at. You know, I don't know when we're going to get all our work done. I want a system that's going to do all of that. Yeah, um, so, so nobody's there actually going, let's look all across the business and just do the things we want as an organisation. No, nobody's actually coming up with the holistic view of what we're going to do and when, right? No, no, and that's what I'm going to be doing. That's my role over the next few weeks is to look at all of this and really come up with a solution that's going to work for them. So... Point, Good luck to point you then, is, Trevor. Yes, I, I, and, and it is confusing. You know, everybody says that this one works great and this one does that, and this, but nothing really brings together everything. And I, I just think it's a really difficult thing to do. I just don't know, you know, um, how, you know, I just think tying together the needs of every single person in a business from cradle to grave is not, not an easy solution. And, and quite an expensive solution as well. So, so that's that's if we went for one of the the big name, yeah, you know, generic. We solve every problem for every type of organization in the world. CRM. My other thought with that is, don't you run the risk of just creating yet another database of clients? Um, because I assume no, and you've got you one. You need to be able to integrate the database so that you're not having to update whenever you change one detail. It changes across everywhere. That's the other hard part. And that's hard because all the systems we use in accounting firms don't necessarily want to integrate with each other, right? No. No. So so here we go. So if you went for a big name CRM, it's going to cost you a lot to get it. Well, it's going to cost you a lot to get it in place to start with. It's going to cost you a lot to customize. If you're going to do it, you should probably go and get qualified to do it yourself rather than outsource that work, although you probably want to outsource the work of working out what it is that you're going to do or you spend your life chasing your tail on whatever is the, the big thing everybody wants to do. And you need to make sure that it integrates with everything else. Otherwise, it's just another database to get wrong, right? Hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, another one to manage. So... That's what that's so that's all that's all the bad side. But let's let's talk about how can a CRM help and let's let's probably start at the 
sales side because we've done sales and marketing for the last few weeks let's start on the very first sales side of the equation you know matt cowan spoke last week about about leads and about using systems to follow it up talked i i've actually can i can i share my favorite example of wanting a crm mm-hmm. so I, I remember when i used to run um, my last business, um, a company called Bellerophon, we worked mainly with enterprise. So we'd have four or five very large clients at any one time. And when I started running this business and we started rolling out cloud solutions to smaller organizations, I remember my Microsoft account manager phoned me up and said, talk me through your current opportunities. And I, was, I remember it was on the ferry between Sydney and Manly and it takes half an hour. And for half an hour, I reeled off the names of clients. And I got to the end of that conversation and I went... I wonder how many I've just forgotten. So that was my kind of first thought of needing a CRM when I could no longer remember the name of all my customers. Yeah. So, so from a leads point of view, what, what, what as an accounting organization do you want to capture in a CRM? Yeah. Well, firstly, you want to get their, their contact details. I suppose you want, you meet someone, you get their business card. You want to say, well, okay, I've got their contact details. So I can now either decide, am I going to go and try and uh, have a meeting with them? Or am I going to nurture them to, to give them information about our firm so that they can, um, you know, then we, we take them to the next level. So we start to that process. But the first thing would be, is I see a lot of accounting firms and a lot of, Business people meet so many people, but never follow them up um, to go and talk to them about business. I, I have a stack of business cards sitting on my at my bedside table with the "I must follow these people up." And do I ever? You know, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that it's really really hard. So, what about automation? Well, that's what I was saying. Automation for nurturing, where if you could capture that information and then at least say, okay, well, let me nurture the client. Let me provide them with information about our business and all of those sort of things. And then sort of get to a point to say, okay, are they, and this is the thing where we talked about the other day is identifying that is the client, the the right client for my business and are they ready to buy? So going through an automated process to identify that with that information would actually be really good. Cool. So I would say, and my thought is, if your key thing you want to solve is managing leads and nurturing and those sort of campaigns, then you should probably look at one of the marketing-focused CRMs, right? Something like HubSpot or Infusionsoft or even MailChimp if you're on a budget. Yeah. So, so, so that's that. So that's, that's managing that. But what about when somebody becomes a client? How do you manage all of that? How do you send them a birthday card? How do you, you know, do all that kind of management? Is that that's a CRM a, thing? That's too? A, a really interesting. So when you look at um, your, and your practice management systems in the marketplace, MYOB, APS, XPM, CCH, it is the, none of them have that, that I hear so much feedback, the, the ability to communicate with my clients, even to send them a business card is very difficult from their databases. Don't you mean birthday card? What did I say? You said business oh, card. <laughs> a birthday card. I said birthday card. <laughs> yeah, to send them a birthday card is um, extremely difficult. You know, we talked about writing something to grab a database to get a list of clients to prompt us to send them a birthday card automatically. And that's, that's even to send newsletters out. I hear people, you know, talking about how difficult that is and they go and get another application 
to go and run that for them. Now, let me guess, another application with another database. Yep. <laughs> so so accountants have data in lots of different places, right? You'd have data yep. in accounting software. You'd have data in a practice management tool or a CRM, if you will. You'd have data in the um, ATO tax agent portal. But you'd also have data in your documents, right? And probably other spreadsheets and things all over your practice, yep. right? So back to integration, something that integrates with all of those systems is key. That was a question. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying yes, it is, but I don't, we, I just say, I'm just going to say yes, it is, because I don't know the answer. No, so I've never seen a practice yet that has all of that fully integrated and nailed, and I've even gone and worked with some of the really big ones. Um, so some of the big fours, you know, private accounting practices, and and even they don't have this all together the way you, you think they possibly would. Well, that's right. If you can't even get someone's birth date, sort of, how do you get all the things like lodgement date and all of those sort of things? The lodgement dates that come through because that's the standard lodgement dates. Everybody knows what those standard dates are. But um, it, it really, you know, and here's this is a great one, right? So yesterday... Uh, one young accountant I was talking to, he was, um, he, he basically had a client and I heard him just sort of talk to someone else and said, oh, so told so-and-so that they've got their $150,000 tax bill. And he said, thank you. And I went, oh, what was that? You know, I said, what was that about? And he goes, well, we picked up a new client because he was upset that the previous accountant didn't remind him that he had a $150,000 tax bill that had to be paid by the 15th of May. And I had to remember to send him a reminder that he had to pay his $150,000 tax bill seven days before. So I wanted to do it earlier. So I did it nine days before he had to pay it, but I'd also done it two weeks before. I said, how many nights did you sit there lying awake thinking, God, don't forget to do, to do that as a basic task. Mm. And he said, "If I had something that would help me do that, I'm just that's a one out of the box situation, isn't it?" Yeah, it, it it really is. So, if we're thinking about that kind of thing, managing your clients, communicating with your clients, the feedback I'm getting is that's probably not the practice management systems either. That's a, a CRM that knows how to email and send out things, and you can schedule things and has that kind so, of workflow in it, right? And, and I asked him, "How did he do that?" And he said, "He put it in my." I said, "I put it in my Outlook as a reminder in my calendar." That's a CRM, effectively, and they'd be using it that way, isn't it? Well, it is, and there's no nobody saying that you have to go and buy buy a product to do this. You can you can put this together with Office if you're really in the mood. Um, so mm. I think that's available. So so that's well, we talked about marketing and we talked about communication. What about billing? Right, that that thing that's got to be close to every partner's heart. How much can I bill? When can I bill? What's my work in progress? That's a key part of the CRM too, right? Yeah, and, and when you look at zero practice manager, you know, where you talk to people and you say you've got the green zero and the blue zero, that integration there does, it does confuse a lot of accountants. And that really is an integration of a database being an integration of your CRM being your practice management system into your accounting package being your zero blue accounting package. And the amount of people I get questions on saying, I'm so confused where I bill from. <laughs> sure. Sure. And it's just, you know, and technically that is another CRM discussion, isn't it? It, it, it is. It is. It's, and then it's, if you look at MYAB, for example, or APS, 
they do their billing and their data management out of their DRM and their practice management system, but they, they don't have an integration into their accounting system. They've got to duplicate that to run their and do and to run their accounts to do their accounts and to manage their creditors. Yeah. And that one step, when that came to me and they said, when Zero came to me and said, we will integrate your practice management system into your accounting system, that was a massive jump 10 years ago. Yeah, I know, I understand. You would, <laughs> you would have thought we'd have it all fixed by now, right? Oh. <laughs> cool. And I just don't think we, that's where I'm, that the whole concept and what we're talking about here is that there are so many different ways to manage it and I'm hearing you loud and clear is and there is no one there is no silver bullet or if you want to call it that or there is no one key that's going to fix it you've got to go and manage this yourself and you've got to learn the system yourself and you've got to learn to customize it yourself but the beauty is that it isn't that difficult to learn and do is what I'm hearing from you I my my view is the hardest thing to understand is how the business works the next hardest thing to understand is how to make the technology match that but technology is getting simpler to configure every day and you know when you go and look at the big crm packages out there used to be to configure them you need to be needed to be a software developer you just don't anymore it's just not like that so with some training you can go and make these tools sing and dance so there's one aspect of the crm we haven't touched on today and that's um customer inquiries so like any organization i assume yeah, accounting firms get a ton of customer inquiries that need to go to different people, need to be managed, need to be responded to, almost like a, a service center or a help desk or something like that. Is that something that happens inside firms? It's never, and they, you know, that's never done properly as well because um, I've now, you know, after working with Hub One, I've seen the ticketing systems work, and I always have said that would be brilliant in an accounting firm. And I, I've seen some things on social media where people have talked about using the ticketing systems like Zendex or Desk or Freshdesk to manage those ticketing systems. But they feel like the responses that the customer gets isn't accounting-centric, and so therefore the clients seem to get a bit upset why it. So that is one of the things that I want to, you know, you, you I think you need to manage that. I agree with you. You're going to get inquiries on some general tax inquiries and so forth. And there are systems out there that integrate with your CRM, that integrate across everything, that will manage those, those, those simple questions. And then if you think about the way we write knowledge base articles, we could write knowledge base articles for accounting questions and automate those responses. We could, and that gets into the world of artificial intelligence and bots, which I know is causing some, some nervousness in the <laughs> professions at the moment. I still remember the seminar you ran when you wrote a bot on answering tax questions and the, and the next morning I walked in and the look on people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. You know, like they, they were, there was a lot of ashen and white faces and I don't think it was from the party they had that night before. A lot of it was to do with what you talked about and what you were showing people was coming. But it's not saying we're going to get rid of everything that the accounting firm does. But let's automate a lot of those those things and those ticketing systems are a CRM effectively, aren't they? We, you should, you, the discussions we have around these things on a day-to-day basis, I think everybody has this conversation. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And so we need to be careful in, in small and medium accounting. 
you don't have the budget to go out and get a consulting firm to build this for you. So it needs to be a, a grow your own with some help. So so there'll, there'll be stip, stops and starts and there'll be issues to overcome. So the elephant in the room, as, as we wrap up the podcast, is as we integrate CRM, so we might be doing something like HubSpot or Infusionsoft for sales and marketing, we might have a practice management tool for doing practice management, there might be a document management system for managing those things, there might be a tax lodgement system, there might be a help desk system, and all these systems, right, that you finally... And a, and a workflow system, you're going to have to do the when you're going to, when you're going to do the work and so forth. Yep, yep, and plus a, an electronic workflow system to automate a whole bunch of this because boy you don't want to do it manually but when you make your practice more and more efficient you've got some levers you can pull right if you make your staff more efficient why don't you just end up charging your clients less What do, you, what do you mean by that? So you make your practice right. more efficient. Well, I'm charging by, I'm charging by the hour, right? I spend mm-hmm. five hours with this client. It's now taking me two hours. I'm only going to be able to charge two hours to my client. So I'm not going to make as much money. What's going on there? Yeah, that's where you've got to think about that value price billing. And this is the this is where this can this conversation about that the automation is going to affect the accounting firms because you're exactly right. Whilst we can whilst the market sees that as valued at five hours worth of work, but you're only taking two hours, you've got an opportunity to still build that, but you've also got an opportunity to go out there and take market share. So there are people out there very, very quickly are going in and saying, hang on, I know I can do this in two hours and build less and pick up a large chunk of market share while this market is working it out. And there are people who are sitting there still going, my clients will pay. They don't question what I'm doing, but they will start to question as the market moves. And I think superannuation funds are probably at the forefront of that because there are a lot easier because there's so much regulation around super funds that there's been a lot. There's been a lot easier to to automate a lot of those things and outsource a lot of that area. And that market has the the the, con, the pricing of that market is constricted dramatically. And I'm gonna you're gonna start to see it in the other areas as well. Wow. So what have we done? We've done sales and marketing. We've done reaching out to your clients. We've done automation. We've done billing. And we've ended up on value-based pricing, which is, oh, we've even done AI. That's been a, a content-packed episode, I think. Do you reckon we've done CRM, Trevor? Do you reckon we've covered it okay or at least given an overview? I think we've given a good overview, but I think that that's a really good topic for next week is to get into this value price billing. Okay, so let's do let's focus next week on on value based pricing. So, so all that's left for me to say is say thank you for Trevor for joining me on the podcast once again. Mm-hmm, no problem. I, I I will, and I will come back to you with um, my my results on this CRM solution which I'll be doing over the next few weeks. So somewhere in the podcast, when we get a chance in the next couple of weeks, I'll give you some feedback as to how I've gone with that. That sounds brilliant. And I want to say finally, thank you to everybody for listening. Please hit the subscribe button because then you get notified when we release another one of these. Um, And so from me and Trevor, thank you very much and have a fantastic day. Bye now. Have an awesome day. See you then.